microbiome. <laughs> has nothing to do with looking for wedding vendors. People are still listening. Welcome to What in the Wedding, a wedding planning podcast where we help you expect the expected. That's right. We said expect the expected because while you don't have a lot of experience in weddings, we do. So sit back, relax, and listen to us chat all things weddings. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> hey, I just did that by memorization. We were both looking at our paper. Memorization. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to part two of finding those vendors, interviewing them, and booking them. We left off last time at Red Flags. Yes, Red Flags, part two. We are going 11. to swing right back into that. So, Red Flags, Hannah, Red Flags. Yes, we talked about websites, Google reviews, how to find them. We went like deep into techie SEO. Word of mouth. Word of mouth was gut huge. Gut feelings. Gut feelings. Still, I'm sticking to that. I'm Word really about the gut too. The gut. The old gut. <laughs> the microbiome. <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with booking your wedding vendors. I just like to say <laughs> microbiome. <laughs> We're still listening. <laughs> if I hear microbiome one more time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I have a Bachelor of Science degree. What is a microbiome? Bio. You know how they're like, oh, your leaky gut is Stop. giving you okay, – okay, we're, we're done. done. But like they're like, oh, like it's giving you brain fog because of your microbiome. I'm like, okay, I don't know about That's this. That's made up. Okay. All right. Red flags. Circling back. Oh, I can't. What a way to start part two. All right. What happens if you find you've, – you've found the, you've found a vendor. Now you want to interview them and they're yes. unwilling to meet – or is it, you're looking at me funny, but this happened to our couple that we have. This I know. Year. I just it, it still flabbergasts me. Like I'm still sitting here, like why, why, why are you not meeting your couple? Like why would you do that as a wedding vendor? Why would you be like, yeah, I'm not meeting you. Yeah. I'm not. They said one of their on a Zoom. One of their biggest struggles was finding vendors that were willing to meet. But they actually, they actually wanted to meet in person. Yes. Yes. So I don't understand that as a wedding vendor. Like that is my biggest thing. In my introductory email, it actually says, let me know a great time to hop on a Google, because I do Google Meet, on a Google Meet anytime, you know, that works best for you. That's literally in my introductory email. So I don't, I I guess I just, that's a red flag for me. Well, I think as a planner, you have to meet your couple because you actually are going to meet with them multiple times. Yes. But even any other vendor, I okay, I would say like florist, cake, like baker, I don't think you need to meet them in person. You can definitely – you most cake bakers are either have a storefront or if they don't, they might be willing to like hop on a Zoom with you or something like that. But most florists, no. It's like an email and let's set up an in-person right. meeting a couple months after um, you know, you inquire. I'll be honest with you. A makeup, like they're probably not gonna want to meet in person yeah. or Google Meet, but like video, photo, DJ, band, planner, coordinator. I mean, even just a phone call. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like you don't have to look at my face. Yeah, right. it's just a phone call. If you're like, if you're a busy vendor, absolutely like, hey, I am really busy right now. I'm in wedding season. Let's hop on a phone call. So for me personally, definitely red flag if no one's even willing to get on the phone and talk to me. Yeah, no. I'm, if you don't want to talk to me, it's What if they flag. only want to email? I still feel like that's a red flag. For a wedding vendor, I feel like that's a red flag because yeah. you need to be able to talk to people. <laughs> you're about ready to potentially walk into 250 people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially if you're entertainment. Like I notice that sometimes it's not necessarily the DJs, it's the bands. 
they're like, oh, talk to my agent. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine because I book vendors for some right. of my couples. I'm fine to talk. I'm fine to talk to the agent, but a lot of couples are off put by that. Like, I want to know who my – like, there's a band that's really popular that has, like, a revolving 35 players in it. Understandably, you're not going to meet them. Right. But at least give me some sort of, like, what are they like as an MC? Right. Do you have videos? Right. Like, things like that. Ooh, that, brought, that made me think of something. What about companies? How do you feel about companies, DJs, photographers, hair and makeup, that the owner that you talk to – is not the person that's coming to your wedding. They subcontract out. I think that is perfectly fine and that needs to be normalized more. Really? Yes. Ooh, good conversation because I don't feel the same. Yeah, no, I am very much like, and that might be because you're a photographer, you're like, this is my art, this is my creativity. But as far as like, if you have amazing makeup artists and hair, it can be anybody that comes on that day. But make sure it's the same person doing their trial. Okay, fair. Yeah, if they're doing the trial, they need to be there on the wedding day. Fair. If you hire a planner or coordinator, like I'm growing, I'm getting bigger. Right. I'm only going to hire people that are exactly like me that are going to give the same right. sort of service. Be okay with knowing right. that they know what they're doing and they've trained their people well. Right. DJs that have multiple DJs, they're some of the best companies I like to work they with. They are. There's a really popular one in Pittsburgh and I actually told the DJ, I'd never met him before, but I said, oh, like it's so nice to meet you. I said, I've not met you, but I've met like so many other DJs <laughs> yeah. from this company and y'all are the best. Oh, they are. Like I've yeah. never had a bad experience with your company. He said, oh, really? That's nice to hear. I'll have to tell like the owner. I said, please do because like I've obviously never met the owner, but the reason it's kind of circled to an area. Okay. So I – now I'm excited around. about it because I thought of that business. But my biggest concern is I have run into especially photo and video companies. I ran into one girl. She used to live locally and she moved out west. So all the weddings that she has booked here, she just does a shout out on Facebook. And I know she does this because not only did she tell me she was stressed about an upcoming wedding because she didn't have anyone to fill the spot. She's just posting in social media groups to find a replacement and she's just taking whoever right. will come on. And did I ever tell you about the Tinder situation? No. Well, here we go with a womp that's not even like technically like scripted today. So I Found did a wedding. on Tinder. <laughs> so, no, I did a wedding years and years ago and the, the couple had hired this company that they knew subcontracted out okay. available video people. And when the videographer walked in, the bride's face was like – what is happening? Like you could just tell something was happening. <laughs> I'm not laughing because that's devastation, but yeah. like, man, that's wild. Like, and what? so I met him. He was great. Like, and I'm thinking like, why is there a weird vibe? Yes. She had dated him years ago. Stop everything. <laughs> like, what? And she didn't know who, like, I mean, what are the chances? What, what are, the, are the chances? But that's a perfect chances? example of like, she hired a company that knowingly subcontracted people and she, like, she had only ever gone on two dates with this guy. And it was way before she had ever met the groom. But still. But still awkward. They weren't expecting it. And they immediately recognized each other. Of course. Like, hey, what's up? And he told me, because he he told me this later. That's how I found out. Yeah. Because he was very professional and did not say anything in the moment. And, you know, he was very good at what he did. But later when we were talking, he told me. And he said, I just took on this job three days ago. Because I said, how did you not know? 
that, you know, like that it was going to be her. He goes, I didn't even know their names. I just accepted this job three days ago on a Facebook post in a, in a local community. Yeah. And that does happen. So I think when you're interviewing people like the DJ company we mentioned, like they can tell you, they can tell you the names of their team. So like if the company that you're hiring can like, like you can name the girls that work for you. I don't subcontract out, but you know, I can name the second shooters that could potentially come with me. Like I know them. I know their personalities. I know that they're going to be professional and dressed correctly. If yeah, that we're not company, going on Facebook and being like, hey, we need a second shooter. Hey, I need a call all the time. We've talked about this in a previous episode. It's yes. a pet peeve of mine. So that's the difference in hiring a company that has a so- – like they're so busy that they have a solid base under them of people that do the jobs for them versus a company that's going to wait a week before your wedding and just hope for the best. Right. So if they don't give you a solid name or who's going to come or or confident again the vibe they might they might tell you a little white lie and be like oh yeah I know who's coming like feel them out yes absolutely if you get the vibe out that they don't know or you go on their Instagram reel or whatever and their work's not consistent or they're not sh- like naming or sh- like maybe that's a red flag maybe it could be yeah because sometimes I'll be honest with you like in my first consult with a couple. They're like, oh, well, I, I want that per- person's personal email. And I'm like, this is my company that you are contracting. Correct. You will meet your coordinator in person. Correct. You will have her personal contact Correct. information, but you're not getting that information Correct. prior to contract. Do you have G Suite? Yes, I do have G Suite. Because you can add them on to your G Suite just so they have an email for only business stuff for people that want that. They do, yeah. So they have their own separate email that is connected to my account. And so I'll let them once they meet. Right. So like, but they're like, oh, before they're like, no, I want to talk to them before. I'm like, no, we will all meet together because I am the head planner. Same with my second shooters. Because I will still be at those meetings. Right. Because I'm like, this is my business. I have ownership of it. I'll probably even stop in on the wedding day if I'm not completely too far. Right. I might be in another venue that's 15 minutes away and I might have a break in my like, day yeah. where I shoot down there just to check on my coordinator, yeah. make sure she's good. She usually has a second with her, he or she. But yeah, I'm very much like, I'm kind of like that though. Like yeah. I'm not like, you're not going to know everything about this person until you meet them. Right. I'm the same. I don't, I've only ever had in all these years and 10 years, I've only ever had a couple ask once if they could have the personal contact information of my second shooter and it was an immediate no. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, this is- I'm going to be there. In my situation, they're not coming by themselves. I'm mm-hmm. going to be there. Um, I usually know, like we're getting ready to plan all the weddings that my second shooters are going to do. So we pretty much know who's going to come to your wedding. Right. You can, like a lot of the times you can follow them on social media um, if they allow that. I think pretty much all of mine do, I think. I don't force them to though. Like that's their private life. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. And I feel like once they meet, then I feel great. I'm like, absolutely. Here's- Whatever they, since it's private contracting, I'm like, whatever you feel comfortable with at that point. Because technically, if it's just day of coordination, you're not having access until three months prior anyway. So it's one of those things that like, I just very much love my brand and love what we do. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about making you feel comfortable. But like, you're not full on meeting like we talked about with these other DJs. Like sometimes you're not going to meet your DJ with a company like this until a month before. Right. So you need to feel okay with that, with a company that has multiple coordinators, multiple DJs, multiple photographers. I'm with you though. With the photographer and video, that's a little touchy. Hair and makeup too. I see a lot of artists that are like, I need an extra makeup person for 
October 2025. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. And we'd have to talk to them because I know very little about hair and makeup. But I know we I have been lot. in the middle mm-hmm. of payment situations because, you know, I'm like, okay, we have to we have to get moving. We have to get our dresses on and hair and makeup are like, no, we need to get paid. Yes, you absolutely need to get paid before you leave. And then they're like, but I don't know how she does things. You'll have to talk to her because I'm not like making anything off her. They need and I'm to like, figure that's that out. weird. They need to figure that out. We need to do... We need to – we talked about, like, Glam to Go, yeah. who I just ran into the other yeah. couple weeks ago. And I know a couple really good veteran hair and makeup artists as well that, like, I would yes. love to know their side of it because that's the one and vendor asking, group that I don't know much about. Yeah, and why are you – There's always I, payment the day of because they're doing business Venmo. They're doing – And I understand that. Stripe but like, or Square or PayPal. I feel like it needs to be the day before. I feel like message that those But they can't because usually the bridesmaids are all paying individually. Which is understandable, but maybe it's one of those things like, hey, as the bride, can you give me emails? That way I can already set up payment with them the day before. It is so hectic on that day of. I've seen so many of them not paid. I wonder if there's any out there that do that, that get a paid ahead. I I would do that. Or is is the payment – see, we might not know what we're talking about at all. (laughs) I So I just – Is it different based on the kind of hair and makeup that they do or is it a flat rate cost or does it it's usually flat person? rate. It's usually flat rate. Like I see a lot of like bridesmaids 100 to 150. Wow. So yeah, I it, that's just for like makeup. And then for hair, it's like another 100 um, to 150. And the wedding that I'm planning for next November, um, I told you, remember that last one I was talking about a couple episodes ago, like oh, I'm looking in November. I just mm-hmm. booked her and I was talking to the makeup artist and she is like – um everybody needs paid the day before. So she's starting so that. she is one. She is that one way. that does that. So I'm like, I'm going to, maybe I can ask her and be like, how do you do that? How do you get your payment prior? Cause it is, we know this, it's too busy. That's like go time when they're done with hair and makeup. Yeah. That's go time. And girl. a lot of the times, no offense to anyone. That's what puts us behind. And it's it not, is. it's not usually the fault of the hair and makeup. It's usually because they dropped a bomb on them that like, oh, I was going to do this simple and now I need extensions and one of those little round spongy things and yes. like 800 pins. <laughs> and like, so the time <laughs> that the hair and makeup artist had planned, they now need double or again, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I've heard these conversations. The things that I hide from you. So our wedding back in mid-December, I had the hair and makeup artist message me and she's like, I'm not going to be done with hair and makeup until two. And you it's <laughs> like take her off my preferred vendor list right now <laughs> no honestly that's no probably- and so I had to email her on our behalf like I didn't even get you involved because I knew that you would be like excuse me you would have been like no way I literally just wrote her back I said unfortunately we have like a pretty set timeline right. you need to be done with hair and makeup by 12 30 was that our new first look wedding yes yes so yeah so we can't I literally told her 12 45 at the latest yeah so this was a winter wedding um that was so successful it was successful. But we knew that there was no first look, which we never pressure our couples to do. I will figure it out. I didn't have to do a first look. And I it sunset. Yeah. The we sun. were racing sunset. So we had to do the majority of photos that we could do without the bride and groom together prior to the ceremony. So thank you for doing that because no, we had no extra. I didn't want to rough I didn't want to ruffle your feathers. I was gonna take care of that. Cause I love those thank hair you. and makeup. Like this is one we hadn't worked with before. Yeah. And she just came blaring in, like, Yeah, I'm not gonna get done until two o'clock. And I said, Well, that's not gonna work. So you're gonna need to get there a little bit early. So was she, she was trying to apologize. No, she wasn't oh, mad at okay. all. Now I'm she just wasn't understanding. Like she, even though right. she read the timeline, she wasn't understanding that right. she needed to 
be done earlier. She thought she could just still be doing makeup while you were right. taking shots. And I'm like, no. I'm like, yeah. solid done for 1245. And she's like, okay, thanks. But like, it's things like that that like vendors don't understand what each other needs until we start communicating with each other. Something that just occurred to me that is not related to this podcast, but that we need to plan for in this coming year. So I used to always say, whoever is going to be getting the bride ready, whether that be maid of honor, matron of honor, sister, mother, they need to not go last for yes. hair and makeup. Yes, that's smart. But guess what? They always do. No. What? If they want robe photos, which became – or flannel oh, photos or whatever, yeah. I noticed this last year because it was mm. always our process to tell them important people, maid, matron of honor, sister, mom, grandma, stepmom. I'm not leaving anyone out. Whoever is the one that's going to be zipping you up and getting you dressed. Like if hair and makeup is running behind, it was always no problem. Just make sure those key people, including bride or groom or, you know, bride, bride, groom, groom, I don't know, are the one, are complete in the middle of the yes. hair makeup session. Brides um, should always be going last. Right. So that we could speed along the process, get the bride in the dress, get groom dressed, whatever we need to do. Um, and the people who are going to be in those getting ready pictures can also go get their stuff on and be ready. But last year I was doing that and I kept running into, well, we can't get dressed anyways because we need that robe or flannel photo. So it didn't matter anymore. It doesn't and matter. And I was still waiting on people to be done and it put us behind right. a good bit. So now I have to start thinking, it doesn't matter who goes in what order because if we're doing flannel rows, which I think every single wedding I had last year had them. We just have to have a hard stop. Which is where, yeah, that's a great way to see planner, hard stop. I've never used that Like before. that's what I told her. Like it's a 1245 hard stop. Okay. Not a minute later. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you got to get there earlier. Yeah, see, we need to talk to people because I can't imagine having to be there as early as some of these hair and makeup artists get there. But they also get to scoot, scoot on around We're there until 9, 10 o'clock. <laughs> We're there until the end of the night. Yeah. No, so that's something that we need to plan for. There's basically no, like, it doesn't matter really what order people go in anymore because if they're going to do robe and flannel photos before they get in their dresses, we have to have everyone. Literally. And this is good questions for interview. Like, yeah, honestly, like, hey, do you have an order? You know, yeah, you like to go in, or like, how many do you need? Because I have ten bridesmaids. I had a twelve bride, twelve bridesmaid plus bride plus two moms wow. last December. The bigger the bridal party, the more time you need. Yes, I always tell everyone when they have a big bridal party, I just say, "Get ready for a fun, wild day." Wild is the keyword, and it was fine. I knew this group because I'd done multiple weddings with this group, and that's how I got referred and booked them. So everyone kept saying to me, like, oh, I hope you're ready. And I'm like, no, I know these people. I'm ready. The difference so in ready. this bridal party, it was a 24-person bridal, 26-person bridal party once you had the bride and groom, is that they are wild and they are rowdy and they drink a good bit to have a good time. But whenever <laughs> I say, hey, I need you to line up, they're like, all right, where are you going to stand? It. Like, they go back into that mode, like, we need to get pictures done. And then they go right back to having fun. So it was, See, it was easy, good. but it's not always like that. It is not. Okay. It is not. This is where I think it's good key information. We kind of went off on that because this is where word of mouth pops in that like, oh, Hannah knows this is how Hannah runs her schedule for the day. Right. This is how she's going to be a part of that right. timeline in the day. This is how she creates it. Correct. They're able to give detailed information. Right. So I feel like that's where we're. It's a lot easier for me to plan for evening timelines and too when I know the DJs because I know the schedule and timeline that the DJs. Some DJs love to do everything right away and get everything out of the way. There's other DJs that like to split it up and do some of the more fun stuff. Um, yeah, Brian does that to me all the time. I'm calling you out, DJ Brian Oliver. <laughs> 
He comes from my timeline every time. Like the couple's like timeline oriented like us. Yes. They want to get everything done. He don't he doesn't love that. He doesn't care really. He'll do whatever. He does not love when the planners dictate his evening. Yeah. And I'm very like, I'm so cool, calm. I'm like, yeah, whatever you want. Let's make it work. But I'll listen to my couple. I'm like, what do you want? And they're like, we want to get everything done. We want party time. And Brian's like, well, why aren't they cutting the cake after dinner? I'm like, Brian, they don't want to. I've changed that on him so many times last year and was like, (laughs) if you're going to do first dance first, you have to cut the cake first because it's in the middle of the dance floor. Yes, yes, yes. You got to get that out of the way first. Yes. Or move the cake. Correct. And no one wants to move the cake table with the fresh cake on it. No. But yeah, Brian and I laugh about that together because that's like our running joke. Right. And then other DJs are like, you have a planner? Great. Whatever they write down for me is what I'm going to do. Yeah. They're like, thank you. This is becoming more of a normality even with coordinators and planners because planners are more popular yeah yeah they're all of a sudden everyone's like I'm actually thinking about doing a segment where a lot of the photographers that said all these wonderful things I'm thinking about doing like reviews from wedding vendors which are just as important yes who were just like thank god she was here like last like a couple weekends ago the photographer looked at me and was like I don't know what I would have done if you weren't here yeah because I helped with like first touch and she's like I'm just so happy. Like I've never had coordinators do this. They don't help me with first right. touch. They don't help me with right. first look with dad. This was like key right. moments that like I even though she had a second shooter that like helped. Right. There's only two or three planners around that actually like that I actually see throughout the day. I know. I remember you saying that because a lot are set up and tear down. Yeah. People aren't very – we talked about this in a previous episode yeah. where they um, – the couple doesn't really – say they say my day of coordinator, my wedding planner. Right. And they're not that. They're right. set up and tear down. I don't know. I do it all, okay? I set up and I tore down that wedding and I was there for first touch and first look with dad. Like, just call me Houdini. (laughs) Let's be honest. You're hovering to keep us moving. That's what you're doing. (laughs) I'm like, what's going on over here? What are we doing? Oh, no. (laughs) Honestly, I don't have to do that too much. People are on it. All right, red flags. I think that was it for our red flags. we're good on on red flags. We're ready to get to the good positive green flag vibe. Yeah. Just the vibe. Like if you meet with someone and you're like, yes, I love them. As long as they have a contract, I'm fine. Yes. What happens if you love them so much and you say, okay, I want to lock in my date and sign a contract. They're like, yeah, I don't do contracts. Then it's a little bit of like, oh, no, I need a contract. Like I really like you. Is there some sort of contract we can – or a mutual agreement in writing? And it's not an email or a text. No. It's like an actual – Mutual agreement. If I would say to that vendor, if you have a lawyer, I'll have a lawyer write something up if they don't have a contract. Right. Well, a lot of businesses anymore don't have lawyers because they're so expensive. They are. I know. They're getting, um, there's a popular website for photographers that they get, you can get contracts from. But the issue is, is that those are just usually like vague. They're not per state and every state's laws are different. Yes, they are. So you definitely just something, you need something with signatures on it, both signatures. And yes. did you know that technically, like if your parent is paying or grandma is paying, if they're the one that signs the contract, that legally they're the client, not the bride or groom? Yes. that I'm so glad you brought that up because me working at venues so often, mm. the the moms or, or grandmas right. or aunts or parents of the groom right. or whatever it was, mm-hmm. parent of another right. partner, would try to call and make decisions based on the account and they cannot. Right. Well, that's that's what happened with that bus transportation situation you talked about. Is yes. that the person who signed the contract was the person that the owner, who the owner was right. Technically, if you're going to try to avoid a contract because you have an issue, you have to talk to the signing parties. You cannot talk to anyone else. That's why like, I, I toe the fine line of when yeah. I'm like, they signed the contract, it's their right. final word. 
And I talked to my attorney years ago because I was new and I, I, I had him, you know, draw up my contract and make sure it was all, you know, hunky dory for the state laws and whatnot. And I said, what do I do when like mom or dad wants to sign because they're paying? He said, well, have the bride or groom sign just one, not two, because then if anything legal happens, then you have to have both people there. That's smart. So just one, you don't need the whole, the both people in the couple and the parents or anything, one person to sign, because then that's the one person that if there's ever legal issues that you have to go through for legal issues, but whoever pays, and this is what I didn't know, whoever pays, that doesn't make them a legal party to that contract. Right. So if the bride signs and mom or dad pays, mom and dad are not the the client. It does not, he told me, it does not matter who pays. If any attorneys are listening and this is incorrect, please email me. Uh, <laughs> please email me. Confirm my. Um, so if mom comes at me and says, Well, I'm mad at you and I want a refund because I paid, according to my attorney, it doesn't matter. It's the bride. Correct. Or I need groom to talk or whoever signed. Yeah, groom, partner, whatever. Which was. usually they're going to back their parents. Not always. I've had some people be like, I'm sorry, my mother continues to email you. You can ignore her. And I'm like, I can never ignore emails. I know you can't. No, I cannot. We're the same. No. Um, but I just – I've never had that issue, but it's worth – get a contract. That's the point of all Just of get a contract. You need a contract. Yes. You need your date on that contract. You need your date on that contract. Because times – Dates get double booked. Yes. A lot. A lot. You need to be able to say, nope, this is the contract that we signed. Here is my date. Don't tell me I told you the wrong date. Yes. Maybe you a little can, nicer. You just need that in writing more than anything. <laughs> I know. You need that in writing more than anything, especially I say the hours too. So if you contracted them for nine hours, 10 hours, right. 11 hours, just pick a broad time, like 11 to nine or right. something like that. See, I don't do that. See, I do for Because some I can't minutes. determine times. It's hard until... because you just don't know. But yeah. I've never had an issue with it either. Like my, my contracts say eight, nine, 10 hours, like whatever it is. Um, but we don't decide when I come and go. Yes, yeah. I've never thought of it. I've never had a problem, but each wedding is different. So yeah, I can't lock myself in for times because we're always changing times. Right. I think I do it more for like people that don't have this like ironclad contract. Right. Like you want them, if they're like, oh, well, you know, you just booked me for the date. I'm going to do it from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Right. And you're like, no. So I like make it from like <laughs> right. when the usual Which wedding Which DJs would can usually do that. Yes. They have like, oh, it'll be a five to 10 situation. Oh yeah, for sure. Because that's, usually, that's that. usually set with the venue already, right? Yes. So usually okay. the venue has, um, some venues you get the, the venue all day. It's like a 10 a.m. to midnight. Some venues are like, you only get it for the evening. Like you get it from like right. four to like midnight. And people wonder why that is. A lot of the time it's because they have weddings the next day and they have to have time to clear the space reset. Yes. Like I just did one, like I said, a couple of weeks ago at a venue and they had to flip it and they had an hour to flip it after. Ooh. So they were, staff was there because I was tearing down. They were there until like one thirty with me. Yeah. And a lot and, of DJs and decorators are the same way. They have to come in and get their stuff taken down because there's a new group coming in the next morning. Yes. Busy. Busy. Yeah. I like, um, a green flag for me would be communication. So I am back to an inquiry within 24 hours. Correct. That is a solid Correct. green flag if you're back within 24 hours. Even if it's like, hey, I got your inquiry. I'll be sending out my introductory email right. if you're like super busy. But I think that's also a personality thing. You and I are very much the same and we both answer emails except for I don't answer emails Saturday and Sunday. So if you email me Friday after hours, I get back to you Monday morning. 
I'm a weirdo. I do. I know you do. I can't do it. I need Sunday. I just need Sunday to breathe. The day of rest. No, Sunday I won't. No, Sunday is okay. my day of rest. But Saturday, yes. I, I I don't think that if someone – I don't want people to think, oh, well, this vendor didn't email me back within 24 hours, so they're not a good vendor. I don't think that no. that – No, and I know yeah. that's not what you were saying, but I don't want people to listen to this. I want to be very clear that if you're the type – like some of my friends who procrastinate give me hives. <laughs> But it, but they, but that's their personality. And if they right. have a vendor that they send emails at one a.m. and they're like, "Oh, doing it while I'm thinking about it," they don't even check their own email for another week. Correct. So, so if a vendor takes five days to get back to them, they don't even that's, know it because yes. they haven't checked their email for no. a reply. So when they log back on a week later at one a.m. when they're like, "Oh yeah, probably should look and see if they responded," and the vendor responded two days ago, they're like, "Oh, perfect, they got back to me." Right. And usually so it's the vibe. If it's gonna bother you, yes. If it took them two weeks to get back to you just to send pricing and that bothered you, again, vibe, that's their operating procedure. They're always going to take that long to respond to you. And if that's going to bother you and stress you out for the next year and a half of planning, they're probably not the vendor for you. Because if they're delaying an inquiry, 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 email, that's just how they they operate. So that's, that's them. That's the vibe. Yeah, that's really about the gut feeling, the vibe, all of that. If you're like, oh, I don't love waiting. I love super fast responses. Or, oh, I don't care that they didn't get back to me for a week to two weeks. Because I'm going to be honest with you all, it's customary for about a week. Yeah. Especially during wedding season, two weeks. We're just – Hannah and I are a lot the same that we get back right away. But a lot of vendors I know don't get back within, you know, like a week. And some people like that. Some people love that kind of distance. I'm the type too, and I will admit this is a flaw of mine. If I don't do something right away. Like people make fun of me and they're like, oh my God, you like I'm I'm the secretary for my son's youth wrestling club. And they're like, if we send him to this now, she will have it done by tonight. But if I don't do it right away, it's literally I will do it within a couple of hours or I will forget about it until two weeks later and be like, oh my God. Like I last month was just so busy that there were emails that were not like urgent, need to do right now. They weren't from clients. They were like orders that had come in for studio samples or whatever. And I just let them sit. And like three days later, I'm like, why didn't that ever get ordered? It's because I didn't do it right away. Like it's it's my brain. I'm so used to doing things right away that it's kind of like check mark in my head. And then it's just gone. It's just the the idea is gone. I I just had a Walmart order that I realized I never received. And you're like, I didn't like order it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never oh, yeah. I ordered them. Target Black Friday boots, like two pairs. And the other day I was like, oh, no, I need to go pick those up. Target refunded me the money. They were like, no, ma'am, you messed see, up. <laughs> and see, we are guilty yes. as clients, yes. consider customers. Yes. We, do this, we do the same thing. We our all clients. do it. We're yes. human people. It's Especially fine. Especially this time of year. Oh boy. Okay. What if their contract is just very generic? The like so that goes with communication. It just doesn't map out. How do you feel about people asking for contract revisions? I think for venues, it's very common. For wedding vendors, it's not as common. Right. But I think it's something to look into depending on what the revision is. If it's right. like a time change or it's something very like small that's right. not you don't have to get a lawyer involved. Right. Like I've had people, I have a model clause in there that basically gives me permission to post your photos, blog your photos, send them to a competition, whatever it may be. I obviously, even with that clause in there with a contract signed, if a couple says like, I don't want you to post my stuff, I will not post your stuff. I respect that. But I have had a couple people say, no, we'd feel more comfortable if you take that clause out altogether. I will. Fun fact, did you know there's some photographers that charge extra for that? 
Really? Because then they say they're losing out on business by not being able to market your wedding. I mean, that's true. But I don't know. How I don't agree with that, but like it's I can see both sides. I can see both sides. Um, I've had people who, military, I'm a military family that says like he could potentially be getting deployed. Like if, if he gets deployed, will you refund all the money? I'm a military wife. So I say, yes, I will. Um, you're not required to do that because again, like if, if that happens, you're out that wedding, you're out that paycheck, but I will revise it. But I tell them you have to show me proof of the orders. That, that's smart. That way but that's they a military can't. wife in me. Like you have to show me the orders that say that this is happening and you don't have a choice. Yeah. I would feel, I probably did the same. Yeah. Same. I've had a, I did never happen to me, but I had a friend who they had asked for a revision because he had been like pretty pretty ill and it was potential that this illness could pop back up and they wouldn't be able to get married um and they wanted to know if they would be able to get out of contracts if that was the case so i think it's just going to be business by business it really is and and honestly situation by situation like every you can again we get vibes we get vibes from clients like are you just pulling my strings or is this legit thing no i'm very much about that like i will walk away if i don't think it's a good thing for right. my business or for that couple. You know what I mean? Like we, right. I'm pretty strong on that too. So yeah, those are green flags are pretty right. easy to see, especially with the gut feeling and right. the instinct of like, okay, I really enjoy this person. I really like how they communicate. I like their business style. I right. like all those things. Those are easy to, to see. I think to wrap it all up, the most important part of booking anyone is going to be vibe. Yes, it really is. That's what we've talked about the most. And it really is because once again, they're on this day yes. with you that you've planned for how Correct. long yeah. and you want to make sure right. that you connect with right. all your vendors. Well, planners and photographers, especially you're going to spend likely more time with us than your significant other Oh yeah, on sure. your wedding day, because we're going to see you before you see each other. Yes. So we'll, you'll spend more time with us. If you don't like that person, nothing is going to, if you don't like that person when you're interviewing them, nothing is going to change. No, nothing is <laughs> it's going only to gonna change. get worse. Yes. Maybe I'm sure there's rare occasions where they were like, nah, I you know, felt pressured to book this person. They're actually really like, they're really aggressive in the booking process because right. they're like, they want that business. Once they get you locked in, they chill. I'm sure there's people like that out there. Right. But I stick to like, you need to really like this person. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So if you don't get good vibes in the beginning, maybe maybe you look elsewhere. That's where I talk about like a second, right? like in person maybe, mm-hmm. that it might have just been like, oh, right. having an off day. Right. Or if you're like, no, I don't love their work that much right. or I'm not really just tied to them, then yeah, there's a – it is a big world of wedding vendors right. out there. And if someone's booked and you're like heartbroken because they're booked and you really want them because you love them or their style, don't be afraid to ask for recommendations. Oh, yeah. I have plenty. I actually – if I don't have someone reply back to me, I'm like, hey, just so you know – Mm-hmm. Um, if my price point didn't work out for right. you, or if, you know, we didn't hit it off right away, here are people I recommend That's that do clever. the same thing. I never reply back to people who don't get back to me. Really? Mm-mm. I just do because I like to wrap it I mean, up. I follow up. Yeah. I follow up and just say like, just following up, make sure you got my information. Cause we do get spammed a lot. If something, if someone doesn't respond to you, don't be afraid to reach out and just say, Hey, sometimes there's website glitches. Oh, for sure. We're businesses. We get dropped in spam. If we're not in your contacts, add that person's email. If they provided it, add it to your contacts. Yes. To prevent their reply from getting dumped in spam. Yes. 
that's I'm glad I thought of that I'm glad you thought of that too that's because sometimes I've followed up with people and they're like oh well we booked someone else you never got back to us and I'm like wait I sure did within 24 hours <laughs> I did you're like wait a minute 24 hour time frame <laughs> and they're like I never got that I know sometimes I'll shoot uh like a call or a text and say hey if like for some reason I haven't right. heard back for and I do a follow-up right. and then I don't hear back I'll even do depending on like how interested they were because I that's happened to me where they get it get gets put into their spam interesting yeah i'll send a text and be like hey i just want to make sure you got my email and like, oh my gosh i haven't received it like i've gotten a lot of those i wouldn't say a lot but a good five maybe i should be following back up with people <laughs> see we're learning even about ourselves <laughs> it's true i wasn't doing that at first and then i started doing it and i was like oh is it is successful to you it's very successful <gasps> yeah i mean no. i booked probably the five weddings that i reached out to that I knew that we're interested because I had talked to them previously or whatever it was and I hadn't heard back from them. Like, this is so strange. Like we, I, I don't know. So I'll like usually text because people just text nowadays. I don't text okay. unless they ask me to. And All then my call. Yeah. Email. I and don't call either. You don't call. I don't like when people call me. <laughs> and I was like, don't call me. Um, but yeah, I'll just shoot them a text and say, Hey, just so you know, I want to, I want to make sure you got my email. Cause I've been getting like, you know, a right. couple that have gone to spam and like, Oh my gosh, I didn't get your email. Like they're so like upset. And I'm well, like, I should say it's not that I don't like calling. I don't like when businesses cold call me. So I don't cold call clients unless they ask me to. I should be clear on that. Yeah. So yeah, it's more of like just like following up to make sure they got my right. email. And then if I don't hear back from them, then I know, okay, cool. Right. Like they, they've Can you see on. read receipts? Because like my program that I use, when I send initial emails, I can see if they opened it and read it. Not in a stalker way. It'll just say like viewed three minutes ago. And oh, then that's I, cool. So I don't, that, that, that's why I don't reply so back that. because I've seen that they've read it and I don't want to pester them. That's a good idea. All right. I, don't know. I still follow up though because I, I follow up in a week just to make sure like because you know life happens and people forget. Oh yeah. But if they don't respond after that like that's fine. Yeah. Have a great wedding and I hope you find an amazing photographer and I don't get upset about it like you like we said on another episode. Used to hurt and now I'm just confident enough and comfortable enough that I'm like I just wasn't the one for them. Yeah for sure. Everyone has their perfect vendors. Yes. It's I hope true. you all find your perfect vendors. You will. You Just can email research. us if you're in our area. We will help you. Oh, yeah. We'll help you for we're sure. Find your perf- we are. really are. We're like, we're not that vibe. Here's this vibe. All right. Are we? We're, yeah, this is part two. This, this was the conclusion. Two. Wow, this is the first time we've done this. All right. You've been That's listening exciting. to another episode of What in the Wedding. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get updates when we release new episodes. And leave us all those stars. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and you can email us at whatinthewedding at gmail.com with all your thoughts and questions. See you next time. Bye. Bye.